Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. So very glad you are joining me on this Wednesday. January 18th, in the year of our Lord, Anno Domini, 2023. I know Latin. Uh, Is integrity overrated? Is integrity overrated? Is there a time, or was there a time in your life where you stood up for what was right, what was good, what was just, or you stood up for yourself because you're self-respect, your dignity, you know, wouldn't have it any other way, and it did not go poor or go well for you. And if there was that time, if there is that time, do you regret it? Would you have done it differently? Is integrity sometimes overrated? And what shows more integrity? Making a sacrifice by eating your integrity for the greater good, or maintaining that integrity through and through. I want to talk about that today uh, because I've been talking about it all day long. Also, I'm going to show you a piece of art done by an unhoused person at the park where I go, at Desert Breeze Park, and it's remarkable. It's just, I was flabbergasted when he gave it to me this morning. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, not judging books by their covers. Uh, and as for the news, you know what? I've been looking at the news all day. And I have determined that part of our problem in the world, not just in the United States, but part of our problem is the news, the media. We're going to talk a little about that. And I'll be looking this way and everything because this side of my face, as you all can see, the dermatologist has laid waste to it. This was burned with liquid nitrogen. This was burned with a gun, a little gun, all to take off things that were precancerous or causing problems. Uh, but of course, when they do it, when, ah, excuse me, when they do it, when they walk in with that, you know, bottle or whatever, which I think they go home with, I think the dermatologists freaking sleep with that thing. Uh, but when they walk in with that bottle, uh, they don't tell you I'm going to horribly disfigure you for a week. They, oh, we'll just take care of that right now. And, of course, you're horribly disfigured for a week or more. Y'all should see my toe. Oh. Uh, so, anyway. So, I'll, I'll sort of give you the other side today, which is why we're doing table talk and we're not in the big studio with the big... But my house is fabulous. So, uh, But, you know, we're doing... T- and Oprah does it around her house. So, what the... Uh, we'll do table talk today because... Mm-mm, honey. Now, getting up under all those lights and everything with all this going on with my face. So... Let's talk integrity. Uh, You know, it's in the news a lot, integrity. The integrity of your political candidate. The integrity of your representative. Your integrity. I mean, integrity is is, is quite a... You know, we should look up the actual definition of the word, shouldn't we? Let's go to Webster's.com. I think it's Dictionary.com now. That's what they call it. I believe that is Merriam-Webster, Dictionary.com. But let's go there. Search for a word. Integrity. Integrity. And it's not South Park with Integrity Farms. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Moral uprightness. Ugh. <laughs> Sounds boring. 
The state of being whole and undivided. Okay. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Well, okay. So integrity is being honest, having morals. Uh, it is also moral uprightness. Hmm. Well, this morning I got into a conversation with a friend who I told to go into his office and eat crap if he had to. Not literally. Well, I guess literally. His job could have been in peril. And while he may want to leave that job, you should always leave a job on your own volition. It should be your choice. Uh, you know, you should have already gotten a better job, whatever. It should be your choice. So I reminded him that he enjoys his life and that that life is made possible from a salary. Uh, and that salary, it, you know, at this moment comes from this particular company. But he wanted to give his boss the what for. Because he's right, you see. Uh, meaning, my friend is right. The boss is being ridiculous. However, how many of you have ever won the day when you've gone into your boss to tell them they're being ridiculous? Uh, and so I pretty much had to tell him, you either eat your words, you don't clap back when he says something, you actually engage him in a way that makes him feel like you know, like, oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, I saw your email and how can I better blah, blah. Oh, I can't do that. You can if you want your job. Well, the job's not that important to me. How many times have you said that in life? Yes, it is. You know, I gave my integrity to Mickey Luckoff at KGO too many times. The things that Mickey Luckoff, the former GM of KGO Radio, did to me in today's world would be litigious. I could have a huge settlement for civil rights violations, discrimination, basically hate crimes. Mickey Luckoff at KGO, the general manager, did things like fly me up on Christmas Eve, okay? Pay for the flight when they wouldn't pay for anything. Pay for the flight to fly me to San Francisco to berate me and belittle me in his office for events that went on at a Christmas party, privately. Yes, it was the station's Christmas party, but I'll tell you what it was. Someone left a camera on a table. My producer's girlfriend pulled out her boobs and took a picture of her boobs and then put the camera back down. I said, oh, I can be that. I turned around and mooned the table. They took a picture of my ass, put it back down on the table. The homophobic Dr. Bill Wattenberg, who was best friends with the general manager, Mickey Luckoff, didn't like that the gay guy did that. So he went and told. The girl who showed her boobs, no ramifications whatsoever, did not get called into the office, nothing. Well, she was the girlfriend of the producer. The producer did not get called into the office about his girlfriend's behavior, nothing. The only person that got called into the office from Orange County, California to San Francisco was me. And get this, he, he gave an edict to Jack Swanson, the program director, and to Trish Robbins, that I wasn't allowed on the floor until he spoke to me. He said I couldn't come up to the KGO floor until he spoke to me. Now this was all rooted in homophobia. He also made it so I couldn't be on the radio before seven o'clock in the afternoon because I was too gay. 
Now, this is real. This is what the head of KGO Radio did to me over 10 years of time. Okay? Constantly made separate rules for me. Constantly. Because I was gay. And that gave that as the reason, by the way. Didn't hide it. Now, I had to fly up there on Christmas Eve and sit in that office and listen to this homophobic old fart and apologize. Why? Because I wanted my job. Because being on air at KGO meant putting up with this asshole. Now, Trish hated what was going on. Jack Swanson apologized to me that day for what was about to go on. They both knew this was wrong. They apologized to me for not being able to put me on before 7 o'clock. They apologized to me a lot. Because their boss, Mickey Luckoff, was and is, as far as I am concerned, a homophobe. And I don't care how many gay friends he has. The homophobe. He treated me differently because of my gayness. So I had to put up with him. I had to. Now, when KGO wanted to cut my pay because they were union busting, I said no. And they fired me. So my integrity wouldn't let me take less per show, and I ended up with no show. But ultimately, sometimes you have to live with yourself, so you only let something go so far. That was the line I wasn't about to let them cross. I would kiss Mickey Luck off ass, but I wouldn't do it for, you know, 200 bucks a show. He was gone by then anyway. So the point there is that as an openly gay entertainer, prior to all of these laws and wokeness existing, you don't know how much crap Andrew and I had to eat. And even though Andrew would like to tell you in the afterlife that he never did, he did. And I did. They wouldn't shake his hand in Raleigh, North Carolina, or was it, no, it was Lake Charles, Louisiana. They wouldn't shake Andrew's hand at a radio station there because they knew he had HIV. Wouldn't shake his hand. And we still had to talk to those hosts. We still had to do business with that station, with the general manager there, who allowed his host to not even shake our hand. Why? Because we needed that station for the night to broadcast from. So there were a lot of times in my career in life, I've sat across some program directors who say, I love your show. You're too gay, though. I can't put you on the radio. I've had that said to me right in California markets back in the early 2000s. And I had to put up with it. Oh, could you change your lisp? Could you tone down the gayness? I had to put up with that if I wanted to work. So this notion that integrity is possible in business, I find offensive. You can be a person with integrity and be in business and thus, and thus run an ethical business, sure. But not everything is going to be ethical no matter what. Why? Because it's business because there's money involved. And when money's involved, integrity goes out the window. Well, that's the problem, Carell. It's not my problem, it's everybody's problem. It happens to everybody. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. And so I have, you have to ask yourself, what sword do I die on? What is, what is the, the fight that I just won't lose? If it's because I'm right, so what? Do you know how many times I have been right but had to accept wrong? <sighs> Countless. I told my friend this morning, 
He said, you've lived with integrity, Charles. You have, you know, stood up for gay people, for people with persons with AIDS, for the unhoused, and, and you don't compromise. You stand up to, you know, the program directors. You don't let them treat you this way. You stand up and I go, first of all, uh, no, I don't always. But, but, and then I said, but second of all, who's got more money right now? Someone like Bill Handel, whose integrity is in question, or someone like me? I said, integrity gets you broke. It gets you on public aid. It gets you living on Social Security. That's what integrity gets you. Well, not all the time. Yeah, usually. The most virtuous among us are usually not the richest. It's just the truth. So you have to weigh every situation about how far am I willing to go? How much am I willing to bend? And when do I become immoral or unethical? And in some situations, does that matter? You know, we want our politicians to have integrity. And of course I do. I want them to have a moral code. But I also want them to not have any. I wish that Hillary Clinton would get into office because I knew that she was a strong woman and in some ways a viper. You didn't cross her. We need politicians with integrity, but without fear. People who are willing to fight and not always compromise. We need that. But we also need politicians that realize there's compromise, that you can't just stand on integrity and win. That may be compromising a little bit of your morals to get a lot done is okay. The problem is that slippery slope. When do they stop compromising? In politics, they don't. There, it is a slippery slope. In your life, it doesn't have to be. In your life, it can be, I have to compromise here, and I hate it, but it's for the greater good. Because this job is going to allow me to feed my family. This job is going to allow me to do this or that. This relationship with this person is going to allow me to X, Y, Z. I'm not saying throw out all of your morals and all of your values and all of your principles. I'm simply saying that just because you're right in a situation or just because you, you should have the upper hand because of your moral superiority in the situation doesn't mean you're going to win. It doesn't mean that good and truth is going to prevail. It means you could actually suffer repercussions. And that's why we have so many immoral people today. I have suffered the repercussions of integrity. I have also suffered the repercussions of not having any. I should have never gone to San Francisco on Christmas Eve. I should have said, no, I'm not coming up. I'm sorry, it's Christmas Eve. I'm not doing it. I'll see you next week. You can put your complaint in a letter or whatever. Had I been a stronger host, meaning more cachet, a bigger, had I been Ron Owens at the time, I would have said, of course I'm not flying up there. You want to see me so bad? Fly down here. I was trying to be Ron Owens. I was trying to climb that KGO ladder. And in retrospect, giving up to Mickey Luckoff did nothing for me. I should have let him fire me back then. And then at least I would have had some lawsuit against him. You know, they fired me because I was gay when I said F Joe the plumber. That was during a break. That went out. That, that was not something I did on air. It was an off mic incident caused by a remote engineer. You know? Oh, well, I, and I've taken responsibility for it. Every mic's a live mic, all of that. There was an engineer in San Francisco that was brand new, not doing their job. And why was a brand new engineer working on my show? Who do you suppose made that happen? 
Yeah. So integrity can be a two-edged sword. And as a two-edged sword, you have to figure out when to wield it. You know, when do I die on that sword and say, no, I am not willing to budge. These are my morals. These are my values. I cannot let you do this. Or when do we say, oh, yes, sir. Oh, no. Think about, are, do you think black people have no integrity? Do you think black people of old? Do you think Lena Horne had no integrity? She had a lot of integrity. Do you, do you think, you know, all of these older black people had no integrity? No, they, they had integrity. They were moral. Most of them were good. You know, celebrities I'm telling, talking to you about. Martin Luther King, we just celebrated his birthday. You know, African-Americans that were in the limelight. And what about all those that weren't? Do you think that by being black you have no integrity because for decades you had to smile and accept inhuman behavior? And that you still do? Should a black man, when he meets a cop, Say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you treat me this way. I'm not getting down on the ground. I've done nothing. You know, I'll gladly give you my ID. I'll gladly give you whatever you want, but I'm just not doing it. it. Should a black person do that? Because if they do, they could die. The notion that if you don't stand up for yourself, you have no integrity is ridiculous. Sometimes the most moral thing you can do for yourself is back down, even if you're right. Sometimes the most important thing you can do for yourself is retreat. And I know that sounds odd, but self-preservation is important. Trust me. Preserving your career, preserving your finances, preserving your life, that's all very important. The notion that it's not, and the notion that you can get through life and preserve everything you have and do it with this, more, what's it called, moral uprightness, is just not human. Sometimes you got to let them bend. Why? Survival. There are some people that I, you know, if I saw them hitchhiking, I wouldn't give them a ride. But would I work with them? Yeah. Yep. If it was a situation, like if it was a film or something and... Well, would you work with Adolf Hitler, Karel? No, I would not work with Adolf Hitler. But, I don't know, would I work with uh, Mel Gibson? I don't know, maybe. You know, I don't know. I, if he was on some show I was on, if I was producing an award show and, you know, they, they insisted that I use him, I mean, I don't know. Would I? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. And he certainly, you know, is not of my moral character. Would I work with a Republican? Uh, it depends on the Republican. You know, it really does. Would I do an interview with a Republican? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe a Mitt Romney? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're all pretty evil, but, you know, if it was a big interview and it needed to be done and the station or whatever said, we want you to do the interview, would I? Yeah, it doesn't mean I'd softball the interview. It just means that I would do it. I wouldn't say, no, I'm not talking to that person. I'm not giving that person any press. I'm not. There are some people that I would not, you know, integrity. What would you do if you were the only gay couple working in radio at all, period? You're the only one. And everybody knows you're a couple. And your radio station is in a city like Los Angeles, 
And it's in a state like California where there was a proposition like Prop 8 being voted on. And Prop 8 would outlaw your marriage to your husband, should you, you know, want to marry him. What would, and the station then takes an ad in support of Proposition 8. And they run it during your show, Afternoon Drive. So here you are, these big, two big gay people, and you're sitting there during a break, and you hear an ad for, for Pro Proposition 8 on your show in the time that you occupy. Well, you throw a fit, and the general manager reminds you it's not your airtime. It's theirs. Number two, you have a meeting with the program director to tell him how upset you are that this would happen, and he says, well, then why don't you go on the air the minute the commercial break is over and denounce that group? Why don't you get someone from that group on and debate them? We felt there was an enormous level of disrespect towards us, and there was. Should we have boycotted? Should we have said, we're not going on the air until that ad is pulled from our show? You can run it in any other day part, but you're not running it in ours. That's integrity. Or should we say, go ahead and run it. We're going to come on air right afterwards and say what a bunch of bunk it is. We're going to get people who oppose that to come on air right after it's on and have them denounce it. And while the ad is 60 seconds, we're going to have segments that are 10 minutes long to denounce it. What's more, what has more integrity? Which one of those has more integrity? Saying, no, you're not going to run the ad during our show, period. Or saying, okay, go ahead, run the show. After all, the money you're making goes right into our pockets. Uh, but, but we're going to denounce that ad and everything it stands for, every chance we get. Andrew and I chose the latter. Not that we really had a choice. I guess we didn't have to show up for work. Uh, and we thought about it. Gay guys refusing to go to work because of a pro-anti-marriage ad during their show would have gotten press. Press that KFI would have loved. No, no presses, you know, only bad presses, no press. So we said, okay, run the ad, but we are going to counter it, uh, you know. Uh, Prop 8 won, by the way. Thanks to blacks and Hispanics, it won. And, uh, and ads like the ones on KFI and ads that ran in our show. So what would have happened if we said no? They wouldn't have pulled the ad, they would have pulled us. That's, so there you go. So did we sell out by saying, okay, keep the ad, but we're going to oppose it? No, maybe, I don't know. Integrity is questionable all the time. So what do we do? You know, this morning, I hope I got through to my friend and said, if you need to eat crow this morning, just throw some Tabasco on it. You know, just if you got to eat a pile of steaming poo, wash it down with a martini at lunch. But eat it. It's a, an economy that you don't want to be unemployed in. And if you want a new job, you are more appealing if you are employed. So stay employed and get a new job as opposed to letting this one go by the wayside because you go to a meeting where you're all angry and mad. I've heard from that friend, by the way. The meeting went fine. He still has a job. It's all good. Uh, and actually, it was the boss that wanted to apologize to him uh, for, for being stupid yesterday. Uh, but often bosses don't do that. They don't apologize to you for being stupid. So y you can't, you know, 
<laughs> that's the exception, not the rule. So integrity, it's complex. We demand everybody have it around us. We want our president to have integrity, our governor to have integrity. But then we all realize that that is something that sometimes has to be compromised even in our own lives. So it's a very human question. It is not any other animal question. The morals of other animals are don't harm anything that doesn't harm you. Uh, don't eat anything that doesn't want to eat you. You know, these, or isn't, you know, food for you? That it, they don't have moral complex questions. You know, elephants don't face moral dilemmas. We do. And it comes, you know, integrity comes with a big brain. Or maybe it's because they don't have bad things. Maybe animals don't, maybe animals just are integrity. They are the highest of morals. Maybe that's why they don't really need it because they are like a whale, you know, a manatee, which has zero aggression. How, how much integrity is that? You know, you can attack my child and I still won't hurt you. So anyway, uh, now onto a happier thing. You know, when I was unhoused for a couple years, I used to hate the questions of, well, why are you on the street? You know, I used to hate that question. Why are you out here? So I try not to ask it of the unhoused. Um, the other, you know, the sneers, the, the fact that people don't see you, they look right at you and don't address you. They still, they, think of how many times you yourself look right at a homeless person and you don't say anything. Just look at them. If someone looks at me and doesn't say anything, I'm saying something to them. When I was a homeless person on KFI radio, I remember the day, um, I remember that no one looked at me that, that afternoon when I played a homeless person out in public. No one looked at me. Well, I'm going to talk while I move around. Uh, well, I know uh, a bunch of unhoused at the park. And one of the unhoused I see every day. He's kind of handsome, actually. Uh, and he is, well, he's very handsome, actually. Uh, you know, his teeth, you know, but he lives outside. So uh, he's very nice. And I often speak to him. I speak to all the homeless that will speak to me. And one day I saw him breaking up some balsa wood. And I said, what are you going to do? He goes, oh, I'm an artist. And I said, well, you should make me some art. And he said, okay. Then for like a month and a half, I didn't see him. I saw him sleeping all covered up and I didn't want to wake him up. I brought some gloves back in December for him because his hands looked cold one night when he was sleeping or one morning at like 7 a.m. So I brought some gloves and put him by him and he got them. Uh, you know, I've brought food, whatever. He's a nice guy. He's, and he doesn't bother anybody. And he, you know, he's never, you know, he just got robbed. He said he slept in the bathroom the other night because it was so freaking cold. It was down into the 30s. And when he woke up in the bathroom, he had been robbed to steal from someone who has nothing. So today I was walking and I saw him and he was awake and finally went over and said, hello, you know, nice to see you awake and blah, 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 blah. And he said, I have the art for you. And I said, really? Now, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, A, he's an unhoused person, and B, it's like I sat for a portrait, and so I just thought it would be like a sunrise or whatever. Uh, no, it was this. For those of you looking at the video, that is me walking away with Ember. That's how he sees me often. I was floored. This is good. This is good art. I was floored. 
And it's personal. There I am. That's me. That's me and Little Ember walking. And I was blown away. So I start talking to him more and I said, look, I used to hate the question, how did you end up here? But you have talent and you're very well versed. So tell me your story. I don't want to know how you ended up here. I want to hear your story. So he told me his story that he's a veteran and he went to Iraq and he came back from Iraq and was drunk and got into an altercation. And when the cops arrived, he punched a cop. So he got uh, discharged from the military after two and a half years dishonorably. So no benefits for him. Because a military that trained him to be a murderer and a killer penalized him for when that instinct took over when a cop was, he said, you know, the cop was bad-mouthing. The cop was, you know, cops are arrogant sometimes. And again, when a cop is arrogant, he chose, you know, to hit him. That was not a good choice. He might have been right. The cop might have needed to have been smacked, but not a good choice. So there's no VA benefits for him. He went to rehab for alcohol for almost a year. While he was in there, his wife and children left him. Now, I'm not saying they're bad people. Maybe they had just had enough. You know, whatever. But she moved on. So he had no place to go when he got out of rehab. A year after that, he went back to alcohol for a while. People often do. They're human. And then he got clean from it again and ended up unhoused. And now he's been out sleeping in the elements for two years. Two years. Because as I know, there aren't really programs for him. There aren't. Welfare, state aid, $186 a month is all he'd get. And then the food stamps, I think it's like $100 a month. So there's, there's no aid for him. There's nothing there for him to help him. Now, look. Is it a rosy picture I'm painting of him? Yes, maybe he has real demons and real issues, but that doesn't matter. We all do. He should not be unhoused. He shouldn't. Not when he can do this from memory on a piece of balsa wood while sitting under a tree in the middle of winter in Las Vegas. This, I want to get people at the park to pay him like 40 bucks a pop and have them do his dogs or whatever. They're dogs. Something. I want to help. Why? Because I am Corel. You be who you want to be, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. I hope today makes you think a little bit. Come back Friday. We'll be here. Don't forget all my social media and Patreon, all of it. Really Corel. R-E-A-L-O-Y-K-A-R-E-L. YouTube.com forward slash. Patreon.com forward slash. Instagram.com forward slash. All of it. Really Corel. And of course, reallycorel.com. The CorelCast app is free. It's available in all app stores. Go and download it. Until Friday, stay safe. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the CorelCast app free at the app store of your choice now.